0: They're gonna have to do Space Jam Three, and she's leading the Monstars. <sighs> sorry, sorry. God,
1: wow. <laughs> that was that was a real um, you were no longer a kid moment, realizing while listening to how did this get made that Space Jam was not a good movie.
0: Apparently not, but it does have Bill Murray and Newman.
1: Yeah, um, Wayne Knight. Wayne Knight. Which I think is one of the greatest names of an actor ever.
0: What if they made a movie called The Wayne Knight, and he was Bruce Wayne Knight, and he was also Batman?
1: Oh, my God.
0: Maybe we recast Batman less. Maybe we get Joel Schumacher back on board. Well, I mean,
1: they're going to have, like, five Batmans at the same time, right? Because aren't they doing, like, a Nightwing thing, and then Robert... Is continuing oh. to go, and then they're making like another. Um, I wanted to say Clooney, but I meant Affleck.
0: Affleck, he's gonna stick with it. I think so. I don't think that's a good idea. Probably not. I think it's ruined his psyche. He got that dragon tattoo, dude. But then he did get JLo Lo back. He is the girl with
1: the dragon tattoo.
0: <laughs> oh no! Welcome back to Tar on Tar on Tar, with your host P Tar and Tartar. Taylor Tatar <laughs> Don't get me tarted That doesn't work. No. We're going to have to get that one yeah. out. Um I went to see Wakanda Forever. It was incredible, but we have to talk about the blue people thing. I know I mentioned it briefly. The blue people are everywhere. They're in all movies. We have Avatar, we have The Wakandan Underwater army do you really think that there is an aquatic species that they're trying to get us ready to understand maybe do you think james cameron is going to put out avatar three and four
1: um that's less i like the idea that this is a psyop to get us used to um underwater aquatic creatures maybe we we have to to make the decision
0: coming up soon of who's going to be a part of the underwater culture so they're trying to make it look good
1: Earlier this year, they announced that they had come up with a committee of, like, 20 to 30 people that would help break the news to humanity that aliens were real and, like, how that would go. And there was, like, a bunch of theologians and, like, religious scholars and, like, psychologists. Spielberg,
0: Jordan Peele, the guy from Signs.
1: Yeah. Um, have Have you seen the trailer for his new movie, the new M. Night?
0: no what is this about
1: um it's about a it's about a gay couple that takes like family it's like two guys okay. and then their um younger daughter and they go into the woods and they're just having like nice family time everything and then Dave Batista shows up and says that they have to help him save the world from ending and that's all that we know about it
0: that sounds fantastic yeah
1: and Dave Batista wears little Glasses. I would help Dave
0: Batista save would, the yeah. world. That guy seems pretty cool. He has a sunshine belly tattoo. He used to. The thing about Batista now is he's showing all this, like, kind of sensitivity and fun in his roles, but he's also still like a monster human being. Yeah. And so when he shows up, it. like, he looks I like. It. I heard he's doing Gears of War too. And they're <laughs> really? teaching him how to walk slower. So it feels like you're playing that plodding, slow ass game. They're going to shoot the bullets really slow, so it feels like you're playing that plodding, slow-ass game. I never played that one. It was that so good? slow. Really? You just walk like a robot man. You just keep trotting through the mud, and oh, the guns are heavy. Speaking of
1: robot men, after Yang. After Yang. Incredible. Yes. Uh, with that Mitski song, the cover. Yes. That? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: The, the dancing scene out of nowhere, very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, emotionally tense, and then sort of seeing like, it's, it made me not want to buy a used phone. So it's sort of like, what things has yeah. this robot seen yeah. in its past world and experience? And why do we emotionally connect to things that don't have any specific coding to emotionally connect back to us? And believing the falsehood of it being a part of the family, but it's really just a utility tool that's been used by many people before me. But then aren't we all just utility tools for each other to get each other through the next steps of humanity? Those are my thoughts on After mm-hmm. Yang. I had a lot of density with that one. You enjoyed it?
1: I loved it. The When they introduce everyone through the dance yes. contest? Oh, my God. The, Incredible. The
0: full group dance contest. And then also what made it kind of really crazy of a scene is you assume there are other robots in these family dancing situations. Mm-hmm. But you don't know who it is, mm-hmm. really. And you just kind of blend into uh the the reality of disguise you know
1: my favorite genre is we don't know who the robot is
0: yeah we don't know who the robot like, is
1: you, like that's what like westworld incredible you just got me the, really
0: fired up peter
1: did, did you watch a uh, Battlestar galactica no i did not that is the ultimate i don't know who the robot is
0: genre. oh no they canceled westworld they canceled Westworld? They're done with Westworld. There was
1: one more fucking There's season. There's one more season. Do one more goddamn season. Oh,
0: that's what's got me worried. We might be in Westworld. Oh, we're in the final season. Who's a replicant? And why, what are we doing to stop uh, Tessa Thompson? Tessa, stop. You're, making this, you're taking away free will from your replicant, from your free replicants. What are you going to do about it? We'll never know. Because they won. We're replicants.
1: (coughs) Have you ever looked into any of uh, Philip K. Dick's work? The guy that wrote... No, but I love saying his name. Yeah, i an incredible name. Yeah, Philip K. Dick. Philip K. Dick.
0: You guys talking about Phil Dick? Uh, It's Philip K. Dick. Uh, Phil Dick is my dad. Did you get your Phil a dick? Sorry, that's so immature, uh, no, so stupid. Good. Thank you're you for good. supporting our Patreon. <laughs> My God, no, I've not like read a lot of Philip K. Dick.
1: Uh, he's interesting just because he is the most adapted sci-fi author of all time.
0: So he um, might have been onto something.
1: He claims that every single thing. Like for people that don't know, he wrote what Minority Report was based yep. on. He wrote Blade Runner. Yep. I no, not I That was Asimov. Um, scanner darkly oh yeah uh the man in the high castle which was that amazon show yeah where they
0: were like future nazis yeah
1: and then like a gazillion other um total recall that was oh yeah them.
0: colin farrell not specifically in the original but mm. the remake of total recall and yeah. colin farrell Oh God. still so makes... haven't seen uh banshees of Inisherin. working on see it that's so bad try to find a time this weekend i was watching
1: an interview with him where he was like i would just go walk walk in the... i'm not doing it very good yeah it's okay he's all, all like, right like, I would just see little little animals and I would say hello to each one of them as I would go. He's just talking about how he would greet like the rabbits. What a guy.
0: <laughs> Colin Farrell, I still think uh uh Killing of a Sacred Deer is one of the best Colin Farrell movies, but I also still consider it a comedy. Like I couldn't Stop laughing, and yeah. it's a very dark movie. Yeah, but it was hilarious to me. Just the truthfulness of that child being like, "They're gonna, they're gonna get paralyzed and die," and he's like, "No," and then they do. Hilarious. Uh We got to talk about Rocky for a second. Yes. Okay, so they had the Rocky marathon on, and like Rocky one through three kind of makes sense, and then Rocky four like starts to not make any sense, and this is when Sylvester Sloan started getting his face done a little bit. So it's like eyebrows are like toxed. Like they're like, like stuck to his face. And that hat is on the whole time. And the plot of this movie is so weird because it ends not with like a real boxing match, it ends with a street fight because the guy doesn't believe he's the true champion in his heart because he never beat Rocky. And they, and they, go down and he's like don't do this here and then they beat the shit out of each other and then a whole crowd gathers and everybody's just cheering for violence and i was like this doesn't seem accurate and jimmy lloyd tagged in with nah dude it's philly this happens all the time i was like what and he's like yeah you just gather when people are beating the shit out of each other i was like holy shit the final frame of rocky four is the priest dude blessing over the fight after it happens and they're celebrating in the street for a street fight. Not even a real boxing match. And at the very end, the, you got the the big promoter guy. I can't remember his name right now. He's a hell of an actor. And he's like, I'm going to sue you if you touch me. And then Rocky like just punches this dude into a car. And that's never resolved. Like, I guess he gets sued. I don't know. He's like, for what? What are you going to sue me for? For what? But I was very sad too because Rocky's son in the movie has a beautiful dangling earring. I had to I had to cut mine loose for the moment, but it will be back stronger than ever in a new time in a new place, I assume. We'll see. I don't know what's going to happen with it. But right after Rocky 4, and we talked about the statue earlier because that is just a bizarre somebody got miscommunicated on and they got left with a life-size Sylvester Stallone as Rocky statue.
1: I thought he was a real person.
0: Rocky? Yeah. And they even reference in Rocky Balboa, the Rocky 5 we're about to talk about, they reference another Rocky, Rocky Marciano, and people are like, hey, he's based on that. And they're like, we compared Rocky Marciano to this guy, and then we compared Rocky to this guy. The Rocky Balboa movie is so fucking weird. It it has these subplots that like, maybe America, I'm not remembering what we were going through and how we were processing things. One of the main plots is that He wants to get with this girl from the neighborhood that he knew growing up. And Adrian's dead. And her name's Little Marie. What up, Little Marie? But she's like 40 now. Little Marie's like old Marie. We can call her Little Marie. And it starts with, hey, my son's over there. He's staying out late. He should come home. And he's like, oh, yeah, he's got great Irish hair. Looks just like you. She's like, not that son. The other one. And it's a mixed kid. He's black. And Rocky's like, oh. And the girl's like, do you want to meet my son? And he goes, no. And he leaves. What? Yeah. And then the son comes back over. And Rocky starts doing this little thing where he's like, oh, been dying to meet you. Little Marie told me so much. I've been excited to meet. Come down to the restaurant and hang out. We got an Italian restaurant. So then most of this movie is built around them like hanging out and him like learning that the kid is good. There's one scene where they go get a dog together and he's like, which dog do you want? He's like, let me hang out with your kid, little Marie. She's like, okay. And he's like, we're going to go to the pound. And he's like, what is this? And he's like, it's a place to keep a lot of different kinds of dogs. And they're looking at the dogs and this, the kid is like, look at that old stupid dog that's so old. And Rocky's like, I think he's cool. I want that dog. And he takes the old dog. It's a very bizarre movie. Then it gets weirder. Because the whole plot is built around them saying, we know Rocky's an old piece of shit now. But this new heavyweight champion is an even bigger piece of shit. We think Rocky in his prime could beat him. So they keep showing CGI videos of Rocky fighting this guy. And they're like, We use science to determine what this fight would look like. And they go to, like, PS1 graphics. And it's the only thing on the news is, like, everyone's gathered around the TV to be like, wait a second. They're going to use a computer to show us who would win this fight? And they're going to graphically represent it poorly with PlayStation graphics? And they show Rocky, like, not only being in the fight, but then he's, like, doing taunts and shit. So it's like he's... They really put some artistic leaning into this. You know the Nathan Fielder episode where they're like, "Is this science or is this an artistic interpretation?" Yeah, and he's like, yeah. "You know, it's like some of it's science and some some of it's, some art. it's like art." And he's like, <laughs> "This one's a uh, this one's a boy. This one this isn't a woman. This one was a boy." Oh, oh, uh, you sure? <laughs> it's just like the most make believe thing, but everyone is taking it so seriously and it's the only thing on the news and it comes on at the restaurant and Rocky's like, turn the news off. I don't want to see see the CGI fight. But he's winning every fight. Needless to say, there's more movie. Rocky starts to understand race relations in the year, I believe, 2005 or 6. Fights and has his fight and learns a lot about himself. Did I stay awake for the whole fight? No, the fight started and I was like, I'm kind of over this. I already saw it in CGI. And the PlayStation was enough for me. But it was like they took every weird idea Sylvester Sloan was having walking around at the grocery store. He was like, I don't know. This is a white woman. She's got a black baby. I don't know. The new fight is disrespectful. I don't know. They got CGI. now. I don't know. And they, no one would tell him no. And that's how they made the movie. Please, if you've not seen Rocky Balboa, you don't need to. I would offer to say even further. The only, much like the Evil Dead, the only one you need to see is the second one, all right. And I'm leaving Rocky Three out of this. I don't need to see Thunder Lips, racist ass Thunder Lips anymore. No wonder Sylvester Stallone was learning so late about <laughs> race relations. Yeah. He was hanging out with Hulk Hogan. Thank God Hulk didn't end up in the Expendables. You know that would have happened. Oh, totally. You know he would have been like, "No, bro, I got a bazooka." You ever watch the Expendables films? No. So the first two crazy. But then the third one they were like, "We're going to make it PG-13." So they go from like the the crux of these movies being like, "Yeah, they're going to blow people up and stuff." It's crazy to like it's kind of that and they can't walk as well anymore. And they keep adding more old people. And you're like, this started as like, we were all kind of action guys. And now they're like, and I guess Chuck Liddell's here too. It's a very bizarre sequencing of things. I still can't get over the fact that Philadelphia has a statue of a character played by Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Like,
1: so Rocky was my dad's favorite movie.
0: It makes sense. It's a masculine um, masterpiece.
1: I watched it, and my internal thought was, I don't think I'm into the same shit that like every other guy is into if this is. This is the like, pinnacle. I think, I think there's something, there's a divergence that's happening here, um, which was nice for me because then I was like, well, then I can just have my Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter books and that'll be oh, fine yeah. for me and the sports stuff. Can hey, be both other feature people. a
0: magical ring. <laughs> they do. You know?
1: They do. Um, but I was not impressed by Rocky. I didn't really get what I was supposed to be getting. My dad was like sitting there with like tears welling up in his eyes, just... <gasps> You know, trying to like involve me in this. Like, I mean, good for him for trying to like pass something on and everything, but his solution to me not getting Rocky was well, let's watch Rambo. Oh, yeah. Rambo, I loved all the way up until the end where he starts having the emotional breakdown and you literally can't understand. It's at the end of the movie and he's like, he's talking to his old, like, uh, like military. I don't.
0: You had no clue what he was saying. I, there's no, you I just
1: started laughing because it was the funniest thing in the world that he's like trying to have this emotional moment. And you're like, bro, I can't understand a single thing you're saying.
0: I got to bring up another scene and I have to look up. I want to time date this in Rocky Balboa because this was another, like, it's like a boomer grandpa writing a movie, Yeah. but his face is so Botox. You really don't know how old he is. His face was really Botox in this one. I was into it. All right, Cash Me Outside. I want to see what year Bad Baby was on Cash Me Outside. That was... was, Okay, so when did Rocky Balboa come out? 2006. There's a scene where he's in a bar where, like, he's the only one in the bar, and he meets little Marie because she's working there. And there's, like, a group of, of... Young women who are very disrespectful and they're yelling things much like bad baby would when she was yelling about cashing her outside. Yeah. How about that? Yeah, yeah. And the whole scene is like him being like, like she comes up to Rocky and she's like, What are you doing? What are you drinking? What are you what's going on over here? And he's like, That guy's no good for you over there that you're trying to impress. And she's like, Screw you, you're you're a freaking old loser and you suck. And then they kind of look at each other and they're like this neighborhood's changed so much. <laughs> and you're like, is this Clint Eastwood? Are you, are you pulling a trick on me right now? Cause it just felt very like, I don't know. I feel like an old white guy out there, but you're not allowed to say that the whole movie. And it was like, he was trying to excuse it. Cause you're like, it's Rocky. You know, we know he's good on the inside, yeah. but he's dealing with some things that are, you can see why it's frustrating that people like hip hop music to Sylvester now. Can't you? Don't you see why he's a little annoyed by the current cultural climate in his original neighborhood? And you're like, no, dude, I see an old dude who needs to like chill. He needs to chill out and stop running an Italian restaurant. The amount of scenes he's in with a turtleneck on is fucking bizarre to me, Peter. <sighs> did, did, did you ever
1: see that Clint Eastwood movie where he's like
0: I don't know about Asians and yeah. then at the
1: end of the movie he's like Asians are okay. They
0: they a lot of the co-stars came forward in uh, Grand Torino, which was that film, yeah, yeah, yeah. and said he didn't know they were filming a movie. He just thought he was living in that house and this is just sort of his his change of heart over the course of a 7 year period. That movie was seven years of him just verbally abusing Asian families in his neighborhood and then finally coming around to seeing that we're all similar in a lot of ways. Clint Eastwood never knew he was acting in that film, unlike when he was talking to a chair that he yeah, was saying yeah, yeah. was President Obama. I almost tripped on a walk, rock walking in here, and all I could think was somebody's got to start picking these rocks up. <laughs> we are all getting drafted. I'm not going to stop harboring on this joke until uh, he comes out and drafts everybody. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm past drafting age for this joke to work. But it would I be, think we are. I hope. We, I could still pick up Roxo. He'll be like, yeah, we're doing it to 40, you young whippersnappers. <laughs> 40 and under, you're drafted. Start a career after. Uh, we bought tickets for a Christmas concert. Ooh. AJ found out about a Saturday I have off, and he said... Will you go with me to see Countess Luann? Do you know who Countess Luann is? No. Countess Luann is one of the original Real Housewives of New York who was married to a real count and kept the countess name up until she remarried. But she also does cabaret performances. And so we're going to go see one of the Real Housewives do a cabaret performance. I'm really sad we haven't gotten AJ in here. His schedule has been really wonky. But I feel like maybe there's a year in review of AJ moments yeah. that we can get out of him we gotta be a little convincing though uh, cause sometimes he's in the mood to chat about all this stuff and sometimes he's like I'm not talking about that again what do you want me to tell? You? what do you want me to say you've already said it you already said that part so we'll convince him I think we can get him in there uh, I think I'm gonna be watching a lot of movies over the next few weeks I watched more uh, Alex Cross Morgan Freeman movies they all hit HBO Max we talked about Along Came a Spider last week which mm. was phenomenal And so I watched Kiss the Girls this week was ashley judd in a phenomenal role the underground dungeon ring of trapping these girls i think they're good it's good to watch detective films in case you ever get kidnapped because they've probably seen them too so you can kind of start to start to do the workarounds of what's going to work and what's not going to work i wouldn't want to kidnap me though would you no it seems so like so much work to kidnap someone
1: I'm just thinking of all the like the classic 90s movies where they're like, we're going to kidnap a child, but it's more like the child kidnapped them.
0: Yeah. You ever see Baby's Day Out? Yes. That baby was, that was up to some one of my hijinks. favorite movies as a kid. Baby's up to all sorts of hijinks. Oh Doesn't he hang out with a gorilla? Yeah. Just the, baby, the baby hangs out with a gorilla? Mm-hmm. He's on a construction site at one point. Oh, that's a scandalous scene because that baby could have fallen off one of the trusses. Mm-hmm. You better get CGI to film that baby up there on top of that crane. Y'all didn't put that baby on a crane. And they said, no, we use this. There's a stunt double for the baby. And they're like, but it's a baby stunt double. But they've got the technology to where it's not. And it was the child I saw vaping outside of the Walmart. <laughs> Who's actually a full grown person, I'm sure of it. Has to be, right? Ooh, mm, probably. Vape baby. The Rhode Island Vape Babies. That's her uh minor league f- baseball team. <laughs> Please welcome to the field, the vape babies.
1: Uh, I have a movie recommendation. please that someone a listener to the podcast recommended to me. Um, Coherence.
0: Describe this film to me, Peter.
1: This is a small indie movie. no name, I didn't recognize a single actor in it. Um, but it's about a dinner party with a group of friends that is happening while a comet is very close to Earth. Ooh! and the comet starts causing all these um, like technology disruptions so like everyone's cell phones go out. And at the beginning of the dinner party, the power goes off and they look outside and they see that there's only one house in the neighborhood that still has power and it's a couple blocks away. And so they send two of the friends to go check out, like try and get, you know, see if there's a phone, if they have a phone or anything like a landline. And then they come back like 10 minutes later and they go, um, don't have to tell you, but it was our house. And I'll leave it there.
0: Whoa. Go watch this
1: movie. It's great. Where is this at? Tubi for free.
0: Tubi. Mm-hmm. Holy moly. I still haven't watched the Weird Al movie either, which is also free on Roku. So shout out Roku oh, and shit. Tubi. We're waiting for the Pluto blockbuster. I've got to get in touch with the Safety brothers. Yeah, you do. Sunday could have been a full Safety brothers film of bizarre encounters. If you had just followed me around the fat music hall for four hours while Ali's car was on.
1: You, I've thought about how you have a TV show or a movie on your hands with like this period of your life.
0: Yeah, I have a crazy one. Mm-hmm. But it's also about how deep we're willing to go and let them in on. And how many... I just think about like, just sort of the crosshairs of these stories intersecting of someone in the same building on the same day having a completely different day and then having those moments interact in strange, absurd ways that you wouldn't expect, because that happens a lot of times with say wrestling. That again? Like just sort of like all these, all these wrestlers in a building, all these people in a building. Everybody's having a different day, and everybody's yeah. got different responsibilities yeah. and different things, and everybody's doing yeah. their thing around you. But it's like sometimes you interact in ways you didn't expect with these people, and it's just a craziness to it that sort of is a tighter web than you would imagine.
1: Have you ever seen um, Amoris Paris loves a bitch? No. Um, it's an early, I think it's, I have to look at it. There's an actor in it that we all love now at this period. And it was like one of his first movies, but it is, it's a drama set. I think it's in set in Mexico and it's about a rich woman who loses her dog. It's about a homeless guy and then a guy that gets into, um, uh, dogfighting. And it is all individually about their lives, but the whole movie hinges on one scene where they all walk by each other. Holy moly. And that's like the only connection between them.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. See, I like that. really interesting. I love that. I love seeing that. I just, there's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of intense characters. There's a lot of drama. There's a lot of uh, resolution of conflict. There's a lot of bruising. I'm very bruised. I was... I really ate some shit this weekend. I'm going to go get my neck cracked. Oh, it's so I uh, feel good
1: uh, Gael Garcia Brunel. Oh, yeah. It was one of his, his first movies. Yeah.
0: Who's in the new uh, you heard about the show. God, what is this? Why am I forgetting it? Now? I watched it with Carlos Romo. It's in Spanish. Garcia. That's what it's called. Garcia. And it's about a spy who got frozen in time like Austin Powers. But it's serious. And then he comes back and he's like just ruining everybody's day because he's a secret agent. I'm not learning any Spanish from it, but I wish I was. Uh, wasn't there like a French show that was a similar thing? Probably. I mean, you know, culture's global and all that. Tower of Babel, we all speak a different language, so we got to make a show nine times. Can't just speak over it.
1: Um, no, it's just really funny to me when there are certain... Um like directors and writers that end up just making like the same thing. Oh, like the guy that did um, In the Loop out of oh, the yeah. of
0: Veep. Uh Veep. You know, no, uh, what is his name? I just was doing an interview with him. Armando mm-hmm. Anucci. Anucci.
1: Like he basically has made the same TV show or movie over and over again, but they're all brilliant. Yeah. And they're all like. And nuanced. they're all dialogue hinged. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: His description of doing Death of Solomon, though, is so funny because he's like, you basically have all these people who have kind of been cucks their whole career to what Stalin is wanting them to say or how they need to interact. And now they're sort of all lost, but they're letting things out that they're allowed to say at this point. So it ends with just a a mess of government lingo and shady shit. Plus, of course, they would speak with British accents. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Not in Russian. Of course. My God.
1: Uh, I love the scene... Uh, in out of the loop or in the I can't remember which one it is, but where Peter Capaldi explains Star Wars.
0: Yeah, I think I think uh, I needed to look that scene. I would like to perform that scene sometime as a particular monologue. yeah, it's it's like he's a space, space terrorist or something. Like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very direct and yeah. good. Uh, Peter Capaldi, what of uh,
1: a... the, the the royalty with the um, the loaves like what. <laughs>
0: Oh, Princess Leia, <laughs> the, the royalty with the low. She's got bread loaves on her head. That's what she got. Hot cross buns. Yeah, there are some hot cross buns. Uh, do you think? And this is inappropriate to ask. You think her and Jabba were ever intimate? Or do you I think mean, that wasn't his point.
1: What would you? Here's another question. When you saw spaceballs for the first time. Did you want to eat Pizza the Hut?
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah, I Then love I think
1: a... it's possible. Oh, no. The Princess Leia and Jabba.
0: And I'm not talking about just because she was there and chained up. I'm talking about maybe there was just one night and he made dinner. And
1: Do we know how long she was there for? We don't
0: know. We could never know. Mm-hmm. Luke was doing a lot of training, you know? I don't think it was the first time she wore her metal bikini. We don't know. He was eating a lot of things. Jim Henson did some great work there.
1: Mm-hmm. And this was during the heavy coke period, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For everybody.
1: How do you think they're going to do this de-aging with uh,
0: good old Indiana Jones? Yeah. I hope it's like uh, when they did it with De Niro and Pacino, Uh where you can still tell it's an old man walking around. I mean, they'd be better off taking a a Miles Teller or someone and then just putting a green paint on his face and putting Ford's face just over someone's (laughs) younger body. Cause I don't. I mean, you can de-age those legs, but those bones are still brittle, my baby. Oh, he looked so pissed off being in that last Star Wars movie he was in. And when his son—sorry to spoil it—when his son killed him, uh, he looked pretty ready to go. He was yeah. like, "Is this it? Yeah, I'm good. Back to back crash services after this one." Wasn't he trying to die for like a while? Like yeah. the original and trilogy and was trying him to him Yeah, he was off? like, can we, <laughs> "Can we be done with? Can this? we get out of here? I don't want it." Wasn't he in Clear and Present Danger? Yeah. Fucking A. Yeah. Of course he wanted to get out of there. Mm-hmm. He's trying to do Clear and Present Danger. And then the the plane movie
1: where he's the president.
0: Uh, Air Force One. Get the fuck off my plane. Yeah. See, the problem is Air Force One and Con Air came out around the same time. Mm-hmm. So in my head, Harrison is the president and he kidnapped the criminals who are going to take his plane back over. I don't know. Maybe it should be one film.
1: I did... Like, five years ago, I rewatched watched Air Force One. Doesn't hold up. Doesn't hold up? Doesn't hold up. I
0: think we... I want to go back to taking an actor like, say, a Harrison Ford or a Jim Carrey or a Tom Hanks and creating a completely new coherent film using scenes from all their other films. Uh, and you just kind of have to, like, disbelief hold that, that he keeps changing outfits and looks. But, you know, can you imagine, like, y- you've got... Uh, the number 23 Jim Carrey blending right into the Grinch. Yeah. And then like right back to Liar Liar. So Tom Hanks, we could use the scene of
1: the plane going down and cast away. And we Captain just use Phillips. it over and over and over and over again. And it's Tom Hanks landing in all the different, where all the other Tom Hankses
0: are. Could you do a Tom Hanks where... Captain Phillips is on the boat that rescues uh-huh. castaway Tom Hanks from the plane that was crashed by the Goose Man in the Hudson. What's his name?
1: Fucking, uh, um, uh, oh, what is his name? Sully.
0: Sully. Yeah. Sully, yeah, 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 Sully yeah. Sullenberger. Yeah. Hit some geese. No one died. Tom Hanks is on the case. Uh,
1: I would like to see a cut of Sully and Flight in one movie. Oh, yeah. And then we somehow work in Sully from Monsters, Inc. because John Goodman is in flight.
0: Oh, yeah. We could just replace John Goodman with Sully Mm -hmm. from Monsters, Inc. and Monsters University. We have two films to pull from here.
1: Mm -mm. (sighs) Did you you see the Denzel Macbeth?
0: Um Yes, I did see the Denzel Macbeth. Yes, okay. I have a DVD copy of it. Oh, do you? I'm not supposed to give it out to people. I want to know when I my screeners have are going to come. Ability to play a DVD. Oh, see, this is even funnier. <laughs> they went digital with most of them, but they still send me the screener DVDs. Uh-huh. And by the time I get them, I've already seen all the movies. Right. So it's sort of like now I just have a lot of DVDs. AJ was like, "Can I throw out this West Side Story DVD?" And I was like, "No." And then I was like. It's on HBO Max. Yeah, you can throw out the the West Side Story DVD, which if you guys didn't watch West Side Story last year, it was so good. It was so good. I was going around to all the Cruiserweight wrestlers going, have you been watching West Side Story to pick up influence for your dance fighting? Because they do it pretty well. They're pretty good at dance fighting. I have to go change a light in the car before we drive to South Carolina for Thanksgiving, which I'm not looking forward to. I have to decide if I'm really going to go to a car shop because it might be an electrical issue or if I'm just going to huff it up to the auto zone and try to risk it and hope the light works and it's not a whole electrical issue. could be bad. I don't know if I can even get in there to change the light.
1: I don't have nimble
0: dexterity. uh, You know? Yeah. God, what am I going to do? The end of the year is going to be hectic. Very hectic. The beginning of the year, maybe less hectic. Probably not. I will say in reflecting on 2022, we'll do an episode on that, going through the list. I do want to do one thing, though, Peter, at the end of the year. I want to read a list in order of the cities I visited for wrestling. Okay. I did it last year. I wrote the whole list down, and it's a long list. I want to redo it. I want to read in order all the cities I visited. And one day, I would like to go back through and get a relative total mileage for the year. I don't know if that's going to be possible ever. But to kind of look at the list, you know, I did I did 140 flights last year. I don't have the number of what I did this year, but I know I spent more hours on planes, mm-hmm. guaranteed. Yeah. So I would like to see sort of what this total distance is. I might be feeling froggy, and I might distance calculate, and then we can figure out Effie's average speed for the year. Because all we have to do is find the total mileage traveled for wrestling and divide it <laughs> by the total number of... Hours in the year, and we will know the exact speed Effie traveled on average in 2022, and I think it's going to be a fucked up number.
1: That is the most Gemini thing that I've ever heard.
0: Well, explain why. Because Mercury.
1: That's your Mercury. Oh, it's uh, yeah. It's, it's constantly
0: motion. in motion.
1: Constantly in motion. I
0: know it's a higher than zero mile an hour average. I imagine it's higher than I want to discuss. Uh. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a Hilarious. good one. We're gonna I'm gonna do the math now. I feel motivated to do the math. Um, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, thank you. If you're not, you're probably gonna be hearing this episode late because I'm gonna put this out uh, the week I'm gone in London. Who knows? We might have some weird other bonus content. I am gonna be streaming Monday night from England, but this is gonna be a tight schedule. England trip. This is gonna be dense. I got to be careful not to. Use my phone while I'm over there too much if I'm not on Wi Fi, because boy, I have Verizon some money on that one. Oh well, I'll live.